Roscoe Flats. How they remember you. Not how, just if and will they? <laughs> Who knows? Will will they remember you? That's Rascal Flats on a Wednesday morning here at Wax. And we've got about oh, upper 60s around the area. Rice Lake is at 70 this morning, though, and Lacrosse is 78. Another hot day. You'll need the air conditioner again today. 92, partly sunny. Tomorrow, 85, partly sunny. But a chance of rain, then some rain moving in. Then we're down to 70. Look like by Monday, we'll be right at 70 degrees with a chance of rain. So it'll cool off. We're getting to the end of August, uh, Labor Day weekend, and the weather will start to change. Good morning. We've got a lot of chores to do this morning here on the Farm Show at Wax. I'm Bob. And I'm Scott. And I'll tell you, Bob, that uh, forecast, 68 degrees right here at the old shack, but I got a note yesterday from uh, one of the egg instructors who was participating in the state Holstein show yeah, over at West on. Bend. Yeah. That's going on yeah, right that now, runs right? through Saturday. Yeah, okay. And uh, she said she wanted her money back for the forecast because she said she dressed for the heat yesterday and sat there at the Washington County Fair Park and was cold. And said Pam Sells Praley was there with her and was saying the same thing. She wanted her money back on the forecast. Well, we're it was not cold and rainy. Is it? We're not forecasting for Milwaukee. No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I told her. West Bend is down in Milwaukee. So again, I'll tell you about the cows. were a lot happier having that weather oh, than uh, the kind of weather we've had. But again, today looks like. Uh, I don't know, is this the last day in the 90s for this year? We'll have to see, but uh, 92 or so is the forecast, partly sunny. But, yes, the Holstein breeders are having their annual state meeting down there in West Bend. And uh, also, we were talking yesterday about the fact that no central Wisconsin state fair, but they have had uh, the market sale. Tell me about it. They have. They had their market animal sale a few days ago, a few nights ago, actually, over at River's Edge Country Club at uh, at Marshfield. And the reports I have is that the way they did it, they sent pictures in, and they had about 100 animals that they sold at that sale, raised $200,000. Wow. That's a, that's a good sale always over there. And the folks over there, Kenny Hyman and the rest of them, uh, Mark Canoyer, they're, they're motivated people and always have a great sale. And they had another one, albeit not quite the same as usual. Yeah, $200,000 on 100 animals. Wow. That is yep. supporting their young people, putting their money where their mouth is, so to speak. So congratulations to the supporters of the young people over there at the Central Wisconsin State Fair. Even though we didn't have the fair, we had the sale, and it obviously was a good one. All right, we got uh, lots to look at going on tonight. Another one of those ACE meetings. Again, uh, those meetings put on by the Wisconsin Towns Association, the Wisconsin Counties Association, and the professional dairy producers tonight. Be more in our area in central Wisconsin. The Feltz family over in Stevens Point in Portage County is going to be hosting this. What happens now? They're going to start a dairy tour of the farm at uh, 6 p.m. and uh, get over there and look at the robots. Ice cream at 7, community and dairy discussion until 8.30, and that's the idea of it. If you got something you want to talk about as far as issues are concerned, this is the place for you to be tonight. Feltz Family Farm, uh, Ken and Jackie and their family over there at Stevens Point in Portage County. Again, starts at 6 o'clock this evening.
All right, we'll let you go drink some coffee from Revolution Coffee in Black River Falls. I will. I've got some breakfast blend brewing this what morning. What a surprise. Oh, what a surprise. That's kind of my favorite. I'm a mild guy, Bob. I'm a mild fella. <laughs> but for anybody else who likes to explore coffees and teas and all kinds of neat drinks and food, get on down to Black River Falls, Main Drag, and uh, get to that Revolution Coffee Shop. Great place. Yeah, Great it re- atmosphere. It really is. So uh, enjoy it, and uh, we'll talk to you after the top of the hour. How's that sound? We shall. All right, there he goes. That's Mr. Scott joining us this morning, and he will be back once again. We're, uh, oh, we're in the upper 60s right now. Rice Lake, 70, lacrosse 78. It's, it's going to be another hot one today, so prepare for it, won't you? You and the animals, don't push them. 4.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. A White House naturalization ceremony is getting the spotlight at the Republican National Convention. President Trump hosted the ceremony and acting Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf administered the oath of citizenship to five immigrants. Trump called them absolutely incredible people who followed the rules to earn American citizenship. He told the new citizens, there's no dream beyond your wildest reach. A leader of the Navajo Nation is crediting President Trump with inviting Native Americans to take part in the American dream. You see, our people have never been invited into the American dream. We, for years, fought congressional battles with past congressmen and senators that were part of a broken system that ignored us. That is, until President Trump took office. Navajo Nation Vice President Myron Leiser said Trump delivered the largest funding package to Native Americans. He also cheered Trump for helping to alleviate the coronavirus crisis that hit the Navajo Nation especially hard. He said Trump has always strived to repair the relationship between Native Americans and the federal government. Hurricane Laura is picking up steam as it churns through the Gulf of Mexico. The National Hurricane Center says the storm will likely be a major hurricane when it makes landfall. That could happen as early as tonight near the upper Texas and southwest Louisiana coasts. The storm could drop as much as 15 inches of rain in isolated areas in those states, as well as heavy rain in Arkansas. The storm is also expected to spawn a few tornadoes. Thousands of people are putting up money to help the black man shot by police in Wisconsin. A GoFundMe to support Jacob Blake and his family has raised over $1 million since Monday. Blake was shot by police in Kenosha on Sunday after trying to get into a car that three of his six children were sitting in. His family says he's paralyzed from the shooting, which led to protests in that city. And Satellite Internet says it'll pay $1,000 to someone who can spend 48 hours in a U.S. national park without connecting to the Internet. The winner will be able to share their experience after the contest is over. Applicants must be at least 25, have a driver's license, and eligible to work in the U.S. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. And uh, the Brewers won last night, too, 3-2. to two, So they got, uh, they're got they hopefully back on track and get back in this race. Cubs and Cardinals both lost. All right, so we got uh, that taken care of. How about weather and markets? Wisconsin Focus on Energy partners with utilities to provide incentive programs for energy-saving measures on farms. One of the latest programs involves grain dryer efficiencies. Focus on Energy on-farm energy specialist Kevin Weiler explains. This year, one of the biggest energy efficiency opportunities we've been seeing is grain drying. 
We've had a lot of customers reach out to us this year. Last year was a very wet year. Crops were coming in with high moisture levels, and they've been reaching out to focus on energy to put in more energy-efficient grain dryers that will dry grain faster and use less propane or natural gas. We offer $16 per bushel per hour with a 10-point moisture reduction on the new grain dryers. For information about this program, visit FocusOnEnergy.com and search for Agricultural Business Advisors. You see the future you want to build for yourself, your family, and your business. You see the challenges that lie ahead and what you'll need to meet them. We see new ways to help you accomplish all of that and more. We're Bremer Bank. Let's see what we can do together. Find out more at bremer.com. Keep it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Going to be hot today, low 90s, partly sunny, and then uh, tonight backing off into the probably low 70s. Tomorrow, hot 85, partly sunny, but then Thursday night, looks like some clouds, some rain moving in, and a chance of rain then again on Friday with a high of 79. Then it will be cooling off. Saturday, it'll be sunny, but 75. Sunday, about 77 with some sunshine, and then cooling off to about 70 on Monday with a chance of rain. 70 is what it is right now in Rice Lake. 66 in Medford and Wausau, 69 in Marshfield and Green Bay. Lacrosse at 78. Madison, Sun Prairie, warm spot, 76 this morning. Milwaukee at 73. Here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area right now, we're about 67 degrees. We'll warm up, those significantly to the low 90s today. Let's take a look at the morning market, shall we? Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Agriculture is a growing business, and so is Felons Farms, LLC, and Loyal. Felons Farms is a family-owned and operated business, and we want you to join our family. If you love agriculture, being home every weekend, and have a Class A CDL, call Felons Farms. We offer competitive salary, plus vacation, simple IRA, and sick leave. Give us a call at 715-255-9288. Again, that's 715-255-9288. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we do have Mr. Scott rejoining us as Rural Mutual brings us our markets this morning. And let's start with the cash livestock, Scott. Choice and prime fed beef steers are at 101 to 109 and three quarters with mixed 93 to a dollar. Choice and prime fed beefs heifers, a dollar to 111 and a quarter with mixed 85 to 99 and a quarter. Choice and prime fed Holstein steers are at 88 to 94 and three quarters 
with select 70 to 85. Cows are going for 49 to 58 with the tops, 56 to 70, and the bulls 69 to 99. On the hog side, butcher hogs are at 32 and down, sows 13 to 16, boars 5 and down. New crop and old crop market lambs are at 116 to 122 and a half, and feeder lambs are at 125 to 245. Very good. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you in a little while. We will. All right. Mr. Scott joining us this morning. The rest of our markets in the uh, livestock futures, mostly higher. October live cattle, 108.77. That was up 85. December, 111.70, up 87. February cattle, 114.22, up 75. Feeder cattle for September at 143.07. That was up 22. October feeders, 143.07, up 25. November at 143.70, up 2 cents. And January feeder cattle, up a nickel at 142.22. Lean hog carcass contracts were also higher. October at 55.95, up $1.35. December hogs, 56.67, up 107. February at 62.77, up 90, and April at 67.10, up 72. On the Board of Trade, pretty good day of trading yesterday with the dry weather and some export interest, but it cooled off a little bit overnight, but still uh, not bad. December corn this morning, just a fraction lower from yesterday's day trade, 354. The oats at 272. December wheat up another two cents overnight at 537. November soybeans also up two cents overnight at 922. And meal up a half a dollar a ton on the October contract, $295 even. Dairy markets were higher yesterday. Barrel cheese up four and a half to 140 and a half. The blocks up a dime at 183. The butter up a half a cent at 152. Now the August class three did go down two cents to 1959. Then, for the rest of the year, up the daily limit, 75 cents on September, October, November. September, 1655. October, 1766. November, at 1787. December, Class 3, up 1747. Again, September, October, November, December, all up 75 cents. And prices were higher each month out through September of 2021. And Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us a look at the markets. We'll get more on the merger between Countryside and Landmark Cooperatives. We'll talk to John Creaser, who's the president of the board of Countryside. That's next here on Wax. It's 10 minutes after 5. Premier Livestock and Auctions at Withy will have another Big Gary Cattle Auction on Wednesday, August 26th at 11 a.m. This sale's featured consignment, 80 Procross Dairy Cows from Zenland Farms at Richland Center, milking 80 pounds with many cows over 100 pounds and up. The sale also features 30 Holstein Dairy Cows from Lake City, Minnesota, and high-quality Springing Holstein Heifers from Cortland, Minnesota. Minnesota. Another group, 15 AI-sired Jersey Springing Heifers, along with 10 super nice Holstein Dairy Heifers. As always, besides the on-site sale at the Withy Sales Barn, Premier Livestock and Auctions is excited to work with CattleUSA.com to provide online bidding for buyers and sellers. For information, contact Premier Livestock at 715-229-2500 or visit Premier Livestock and Auctions Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's a done deal between 
the folks at Countryside Co-op and Landmark Services Cooperative. John Creaser is with me, and John is the president of the board of Countryside Co-op. And uh, John, take us through the last uh, two or three weeks of what's happened and uh, what happened on Monday with Countryside members. I'd say the last two or three weeks we've had uh, four town hall meetings, or actually three in the countryside area and two in the landmark area, and uh, the farmers were invited in to learn if they had more questions asked or concerns, and we had very good meetings and good rapport between the management and membership. So, And then on Monday afternoon the votes needed to be in by three o'clock or ballots i guess i should say and and we counted ballots and, and come out to a comfortable majority here so uh, it's all forward for the merger between uh countryside and landmark so. folks are asking why countryside had to vote the membership and not the landmark members what what's the the legalese that played a part in all that it's uh it's a it's a it's a process of how the membership is as voted in the past. Meaning, countrysides had mergers where co-ops have came in the countryside where countryside did not need to vote because it was a reverse triangular merger, and it's just uh, part of the process. I'm simplifying it, but it's something that was negotiated out through this whole process is how we agreed to go forward. So. so speaking of going forward, now the merger will take effect March 1st of 2021. Between now and then, what are some of the things that have to be hashed out as far as board members and things like that? Well, the landmark board, I believe, if I'm thinking right, has seven members. I remember Countryside has ten board members. And each board will bring uh, they will bring six board members forward in the landmark area, and Countryside will bring four board members from the Countryside area to this merger. And the reason being six and four is a simple reason about equity and assets going forward. It's like a 60-40 landmark because it's a little larger co-op than Countryside. And eventually that will even be reduced a little bit to five and three, won't it? Correct. That'll that that will be reduced down after the first annual meeting. It'll be re- reduced down to uh, five and three, as you, as you stated. With the landmark obviously being the sixty and countryside the forty, the headquarters is going to be down in Cottage Grove. How far are they down the road as far as maybe some kind of a sub office in Durand or the countryside area? And as far as maybe some of the assets, facilities being, I don't know, closed or modified, uh, do we know anything along that line yet? No, um, but as always, as all co-ops are always rationalizing or trying to evaluate facilities that are needed and not needed every day, no matter if you're in a merger process or not, so... You know, as a board, hires the general manager. And from there, you know, we approve, set direction, and so on and so forth. So uh, all the businesses, and with agriculture, under a lot of stress right now. There's always a lot of things being looked at. And uh, and it's the board's responsibility to have a positive bottom line to keep the business viable and sustainable and 
going into the future here. And uh, as, it, as the countryside is going to be changing with the profits down, the, the businesses will be doing the same, no matter if it's a co-op world or uh, anything in agriculture, I believe. So. Now, between the two co-ops, there's about 800 employees and I would imagine that'll be looked at, too. But I don't think there's, what I've seen or heard, there's no radical plan to eliminate uh, employees in either organization, are there? No. every There's a lot of great employees in both organizations. There's some duplications, and, and that, that stuff, there will be something looked at closely. And uh, some employees probably have opportunities to do something different than they're doing now, and and just it's the only thing we we have to move forward, and we have to keep everything profitable. And again, that's John Creaser, who is the uh, president of the board of Countryside Cooperative. And and again, the co-op will have a new name. And I asked him how they're going to do that. He said, well, "I don't know if the board's going to do it, or if we'll, we'll have you know membership contribute names." And uh, I said, "Well, that's how Land Lakes Cooperative got named. Was uh, I don't know one of their members." Came up with Land Lakes mm-hmm. and the Indian Maiden, which is gone now, but still it uh, it uh, was done. So those are some of the things going on as uh, developments uh, change. We will let you know, but uh, it's going forward. Countryside and Landmark will soon be one. Scott's back with us. What else is going on in agriculture, Scott? Well, last week the Farm Journal conducted its 28th annual Midwest Crop Tour, and they don't think the crops will yield quite as much as the USDA's August forecast. The crop scouts say this year's U.S. corn crop will be just more than 14.8 million bushels on yields of 177.5 bushels an acre. USDA estimates uh, estimated a crop of more than 15 billion bushels on yields of almost 182 bushels an acre. For soybeans, pro-farmer is calling for a crop of 4.36 billion bushels on yields of a little more than 53 bushels per acre, slightly under the USDA numbers. In their post-tour comments, the scouts said the overall health of the plants is good, but fields are dry and need rain to finish strong. A new, U- a new Asian trade alliance is being considered by some countries in that region to try and take away some of China's influence and dominance in areas like trade. India is trying to get Japan and Australia to work with them on a supply resilience initiative to lure businesses and businesses away from China. Those countries want to take advantage of the current trade tensions between China and the United States by offering billions of dollars of incentives to companies that want to relocate out of China. Currently, they're working on tech companies, but they say food processing companies are high on that list. And that's good to hear because the, uh, you know, we talk about the U.S. and China butting heads, but if the rest of the world joins in here and kind of helps us knock China down right. a notch or two, that uh, that will help. All right. And the sir. last I checked, India has a lot of people. Yeah, they certainly do. They do a lot of eating. You bet. They do an awful lot of eating, that's for sure. All right, sir, we'll talk to you in just a little while. We will. All right, there's uh, Scott Schultz again joining us as we take a look at farm news this morning. We've got more farm news to take a look at. We're going to talk to Tristan Beyer again. We talked to him the other day about uh, corn silage making, but what about the overall look of the crops and conditions as we get here to the end of August? 
corn and soybeans around the state. Triston, of course, from the Colfax area. State agronomist with Winfield, and uh, we'll talk to him as we've got uh, a lot more farm news to take a look at this morning here on Wax. The farm news is being brought to you by Chili Implement of Chili, Wisconsin. For that professional landscaping appearance every time, depend on Land Pride, the leader in landscape and agri-maintenance equipment. Chili Implement in Chile is your local authorized Land Pride dealer. From grading scrapers, rotary cutters, and tillers to cedars, rakes, and blades, you'll find that no landscaping task is too tough for Land Pride. Discuss the complete line of Land Pride products with the folks at Chili Implement, 10 miles west of Marshfield. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Driving around on the roads, the windshield observation of our crops around Wisconsin, they're awfully good. We're going to find out, though, if there's more beyond the windshield we should be looking at. Tristan Beyer is with us, and Tristan is a statewide agronomist with Winfield United. And Tristan, by the fact that uh, you're the statewide agronomist, give us a statewide view, first of all, of the corn crop around Wisconsin. Does it, is it as good in the middle of the field as it is along the roads and the ditches? Well, Bob, I could definitely see, uh, you look at the crop ratings that we see across the state, and it does reflect what, in general, I see across the state. Very good crops. Uh, they, they look great. However, there are always opportunities for improvement. When you start looking into specific scenarios, when you get into the field, there's always pockets that aren't quite as productive, and there's different things that we can be looking at. Some of those things might consist of, you know, did our early season stands get the full stand potential that we wanted? I know many of us were rushing a little bit getting things planted didn't want to reflect on what happened last year where we uh, didn't get the crop in at all so we might have pushed our a little bit ahead of when the soil was quite fit enough and we can see a little bit of ear variability out there now is that all parts of the state or certain parts of the state where you're seeing that ear variability I can see a little bit everywhere throughout because we all had that in the back of our mind. We did not want to repeat 2019, uh, but there are some areas that it was more pronounced than others. When you look at you know western Wisconsin, for the most part, they had a little bit of a drier spell. It was cool, cool, uh, but uh, it was dry to get in good conditions in. You know, look at the eastern part of the state, closer to Green Bay. Uh, they were they've. For the last few years, they've been fighting uh, a lot of wet weather. And if you go way down to the south towards, you know, Milwaukee and other areas, they had some, you know, wet spells. But uh, in general, when you look across the state, you know, everyone can be looking at what the best opportune time is to, to make sure that, you know, planters are set up, waiting for the field conditions to be right. And perhaps, you know, maybe using the, the right, you know, in-furrow you know, products to help that plant out of the ground more quickly. Tristan Beyer with us, statewide agronomist with Winfield United, originally from the Colfax area. And Tristan, early in the season, I was talking to some area agronomists, and uh, weeds were a real concern, giant ragweed and others. Did we get a handle on that the way we should have? I think weed uh, management is something we can always do a better job on. I know uh, for the last year, couple of years, we've been really preaching about how to maybe layer residual chemistries, put something on pre-plant, come back in with a post-emergence that has residual in there to extend us through the season. And part of that reason is, you know, species like water hemp tend to emerge much later in a growing season. But while we, I think most farmers should have a good understanding that we need to apply different uh, chemistries to, to attack and control water hemp, 
when we look at weeds like giant ragweed, they are larger seeded and we need a little bit different uh, herbicide program for them. Or if you look at some of our grasses, sometimes those are extend late. So right now, at you know, this time, you know, mid-August, sometimes we are seeing some weeds starting to break through the top of our soybeans. Sometimes they might be coming through through our corn a little bit more than we want. And I think this is an opportune time to you know get out and evaluate, did our herbicide programs hold the entire season? And if not, can we make some adjustments for the future to maybe prolong that? Because you know, I look right now, corn think people think that corn yield has been made, but we still have about 40% of our yield still to make from R5 to R6 uh, from that dense stage through on. So making sure we're not running out of moisture in the groceries is important. And we're just getting into the uh, dent now, full speed ahead with that. Do we have any problems with resistance? Some parts of the country, of course, we've got resistant weeds now to some of these chemical programs. How serious a problem or concern is it for us in Wisconsin? So unfortunately, you know, across the state of Wisconsin, I'm seeing a higher frequency of resistance, uh, specifically to the water hemp population, but it's growing in, in giant ragweed and many other, other weed species. Uh, when we are first looking at why we got resistance in the first place, unfortunately, when some of these seed populations were introduced in our area, they already had the resistance. You know, some of the most common chemistries would be like your Roundup, your glyphosate, or your, your ALS kind of chemistries. But then, uh, you know, one of the newer ones is like your, your PPOs, which would be your, your Fulminsafins, your Cobras, your, uh, you know, post-emergence, you know, broad area, broadleaf controls in your soybeans. And that's a newer chemistry that, uh, well, it's not a new chemistry, but a newer resistance that some of our populations are starting to, to grow in certain geographies, and I'm seeing them spread throughout the state of Wisconsin. So what might be working you know, a couple miles down the road might be a little bit different population than what you have on your farm, and until you start spraying those chemistries and seeing these weeds escape, uh, you may not know that you have resistance. And the best way to determine that is you know, get your agronomists out, you know, look and identify which weed species are escaping, and depending on if they are escaping, you might be able to uh, do a a test, you can send the samples down to the U of I plant clinic and they can run a genetic metabolism test to determine if we are resistant to glyphosate and our PPOs. As we go forward now, as we get to into Labor Day and beyond as far as this crop, the corn crop specifically, what should we be doing? Anything we can do to help it along? I mean, we pass fungicide application, where are we at? Yeah, so for the corn crop, for the most part, I'm say we're past our, our peak time. Uh, right now, it's all about trying to prepare for the future, identify problems that are occurring, and things that we can maybe do to adjust. You know, some of those things might be, as you said, looking at the weed issues that we have, looking at insects. You know, there's a lot of corn rootworm beetles out there that are going to be starting to lay their eggs, so that might be a different trait platform or infra insecticide that we might need. We can, uh, the fungicide windows are certainly a little bit past, but if we're having disease pressure coming in, we can be looking at if we're going to be applying a fungicide in the future or maybe selecting a hybrid with better disease tolerance. And then, you know, looking at your, your fertility uh, program. When we look at plants that are firing closer up to the ears, some of that could be from you know, dryness that we're seeing in certain geographies, but also uh, if we're running low on nitrogen or especially sulfur, uh, trying to adjust our fertility program to maybe split apply, maybe apply a little bit more, use an end stabilizer to make sure that we prolong the availability of that. So those are important features that we can be looking at for the future. If guys have pivots, um, you know, continue to put some water on because I know in some areas we are a little bit on the drier side or just 
barely making it through you know from one rain to the next through through August and when we look at corn yield uh, it takes about a third of an inch per acre per day uh, per, or for, for, for a bushel and we need to you know continue to get some moisture to the crop. As you drive around the state 175 180 bushel an acre realistic? Well we'll see what our state average is but in different definitely in certain pockets we will be hitting that. And let's turn to soybeans a little bit. As we look out, the soybeans look uh, just as, as good as the corn for the most part. What are you seeing around the state? What are you hearing around the state about the, the condition and the quality of these soybean plants right now? So soybeans, just like corn, has above average uh, ratings for, for how they look throughout the year, and that's excellent. I say coming into August, we've had, I believe, one of the best soybean crops that we've had. We've canopied quicker, we planted earlier in, on, on time, and we, we went through those flowering uh, phases you know, closer to that June, June solstice. Now the question is, I always come back to, is August rains make big bean yields? And we've been a little bit drier on the, during this, this August that we've been seeing. So I'm a little bit cautious to see where soybean yields are. I think the plants look great. However, it's all about how much we can fill out those beans, and we'll see if some of these pockets that are getting rain will probably continue to go. But the problem is if we get too big of a plant canopy and, and we start turning up a little bit moisture deficient, which I see on some of these pivot corners and whatnot on the sandier, coarser soils, uh, we're probably going to be a little bit, uh, you know, not capturing our, our full yield potential that we had coming into the into the month. So keep praying for some rains. Yeah, we'll keep praying for some rain. Tristan Beyer, who is uh, from the Colfax area and is now the state agronomist with Winfield, Dr. Tristan Beyer. So, uh, Again, our good kids from our area doing good things. Hey, speaking of more young kids, let's go to Rocky over at Premier Livestock. Find out what's going on at the market. Introducing the heavyweight champion of the livestock operation, Case IH Farmall Utility Series Tractors. Farmall Utility Tractors don't just outweigh the competition. They're engineered to distribute weight where it works, from the transmission, central housing, and axles to the differentials and final drives. So add some weight to your operation and go the distance with Farmall Utility Tractors. To learn more, see your local dealer or visit caseih.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're about 5.30 in the morning. It's going to be another hot day, partly sunny, high of 92. Not something a guy in the cattle business wants to hear. That's Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock. So uh, you're going to move them, move them early, and uh, don't push them, huh, Rocky? That'd be right. You betcha. All right. Well, you speaking of moving. The fans running, running and ready to go. So. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. I know you guys are right. Boy, the, speaking of moving, I was listening earlier. Man, you got cattle coming in from all over, don't you? Yeah, we do. We do. We're uh, pretty pretty blessed. So. Yeah, you're a busy place. Well, get us caught up. What's been going on at Premier so far this week? Uh, thank you, Bob, and uh, good morning, everyone. This is how the week is shaping up so far here at Premier Livestock on the fed cattle. Steady, high choice and prime Holstein steers, 87 to 98. Low choice and selects, 80 to 86. Choice beef steers and heifers, 95 to a dollar three. Market cows mostly 48 to 62. High yielding cows, 63 to 77. Market bulls mostly 85 to a dollar. Lower yielding bulls, 84 and down. Organic market cows are sold every Monday, mostly from seven. 
70 to 90. Newborn Holstein bull calves, mostly 100 to 160 per head. Your beef calves, 100 to 260. Holstein heifer calves, 20 to 75. Today, Wednesday, 9.30 a.m., we have our hay auction. Got a big selection of hay, including several several semi-loads of western alfalfa. Then 11 o'clock a.m., dairy cattle auction. We're expecting over 300 head of dairy cattle today. Uh, feature consignment, we have 80 Procross dairy cows. Parlor freestyle averaging over 80 pounds. Excellent components and a nice low cell count of 75. Top cows in that herd milking 100 to 130 pounds. Herd number two, we get 30 Holstein tie stall cows. Majority of that herd being bred back. They're over 30 years of AI breeding. Here's 38 Holstein spring and heifers. They're all desired. Uh, they're all AI bred Angus. They're coming out of Cortland, Minnesota. Here's 15 Jersey spring and heifers. They're all bred Angus. Over 30 years of AI breeding on them jerseys. Here's four registered Jersey fresh heifers. Here's five registered young fresh cows coming from Todd Stanick. Here's five fresh cows Swiss and Crosses. They're coming from Mara Clark Dairy, uh, plus breeding bulls, including a very sharp, hard-to-find Montbilliard bull. More information, catalogs, and videos of today's cattle selling on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. You can give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. Also check out our Premier Facebook page. Uh, reminder, we're going to have our special feeder cattle auction, bread stock cow auction, next Tuesday. Uh, have two big deals of uh, stock cows, including some really nice red Angus for next week. Uh, also, upcoming uh, farm machinery auction, that's going to be on October 9th. Uh, we're taking in consignments daily. Just remember the people that bring their stuff in early get the best advertising because it's in our lot. So that's the way it shaped up, Bob, and we will catch up with you tomorrow morning. All right. Well, stay cool. All right. Will do. There he goes. That's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. 73 degrees. We'll get more in our weather. Kelly's going to be along and tell us what's going on. Beer Lumber and Prentice isn't just a sawmill. It's a family-owned and operated business, and they want you to join their family. Beer Lumber is looking for skilled laborers, maintenance, forklift operators, electricians, and second shift general laborers. They offer a competitive salary with affordable benefits such as medical, dental, and vision. Apply online at BeerLumber.com. That's B-I-E-W-E-R Lumber.com. Or call 715-428-2762. Experience your best sleep with premium bedding by Serta and Beautyrest. Sleep better than ever with savings of up to 25% off mattresses. While you're at it, take a walk through the furniture gallery and save up to 30% on in-stock furniture from FlexSteel, England, and Ashley. Plus 18-month 0% financing with approved credit. Take advantage of these savings now through the 30th at Russell's of Nielsville, your better living store. The T.J. Martell Foundation is there for cancer patients. Help make a difference in the fight against cancer and fund the doctors who save lives. Donate at tjmartell.org. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it looks like another warm day coming our way. It's already 73 degrees. and got 73 degrees at 530 in the morning. You can expect it's probably going to get hot. Kelly Slefka's over at Skywarn 13. Kelly, how hot is it going to get? You know, we haven't hit 90 yet this month. So. Haven't we really? No, we got to wow. 89, the hottest temperature so far. Well, I was just speculating earlier that 
Maybe this might be the last day of the year that we get 90. Yeah, it could be. You know, it looks like we're going to be probably seeing the hottest temperature of the month so far as we get into the lower 90s. And, you know, it's humid out there this morning, so you can count on that heat index to be uh, climbing in the mid-90s here in the Eau Claire area as you get closer to the Mississippi River. might be getting closer to 100, so it's going to be a hot and humid day. We will have a breeze picking up out of the southwest at about 10 to 20. And we'll see hazy sunshine as we get up to 92. Probably cloudy skies, still muggy tonight. We may see a few showers, maybe an isolated thunderstorm rolling through as we get down to 68. Still warm and humid tomorrow, but maybe not as hot as what we're expecting today with partly cloudy skies. Chance for some showers and thunderstorms, a high of 85. Even though we do cool down a little bit Friday just because of cloud cover and some rain in the area, there's a good chance for some showers and storms, 78. Still going to be humid. We'll have to wait until the weekend to see that humidity really drop with highs in the 70s both Saturday and Sunday. Right now, as mentioned, in Eau Claire, we do have fair skies, 73 degrees. I'm Scott Warren, 13, meteorologist Kelly Slifka. Well, next week, I'll have to get sweatshirts out when it gets to 70. Yeah. Yeah, and those overnight lows down in the 40s next Ooh, week. So. Turn off the air conditioning and open up the windows, huh? That's for sure. All right, it's thanks, cool. Kelly. You bet. Kelly Slifk over at Skywarn 13 with our weather this morning on Wax. As we're about 24 minutes before 6 o'clock, weather brought to you by Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you, and that means you want to use Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. All the folks at Christensen Sales are true auction professionals. They remember all the little things to take care of, and they've been doing it for such a long time. You know they're trustworthy, too. They handle every aspect of your auction professionally and fairly. Christensen Sales and its auctioneers are registered with the state of Wisconsin, too. Give them a call at 715-223-6345. Christensen Sales of Abbotsford, Wisconsin. Close your eyes. Imagine a juicy Johnsonville bratwurst being sliced and placed lovingly onto a warm, fluffy bed of Herbert and Gerbert's bread. Now with your eyes still closed, envision a light rain of shredded lettuce, cross-cut pickles, and hot, crispy strips of bacon laying side by side. Now use your mind's eye to visualize a meandering river of pepidou mustard flowing from end to end. Now open your eyes. Because you're probably driving. The new Bratwitches for a limited time only at Herbert and Gerbert's. Bold between the breads. Third floor study hall. My dining room table. Homeroom Monday and Tuesday. My living room Wednesday to Friday. Wherever school happens for you this year, Staples has amazing prices on everything you need. From lap desks to computers, desk chairs to UV sanitizers. And this week at Staples, Apple AirPods are just $134. You save $25. Shop in-store, pick up curbside, or order online. School on, save on. Staples. Ends 829 while supplies last. Limit 2. Curbside available in most stores. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 22 minutes before 6 o'clock, and we're going to take a look at some more local news. Scott rejoins us. What else is going on? At least one person is dead and two are injured after an overnight shooting amid protests in Kenosha. Police haven't confirmed who fired the shots or how badly the other two people have been injured. A video circulating online shows a man with an assault-style weapon running away from a group of protesters who were facing off with police. The man fell to the ground and fired shots into the crowd, dropping two of the people to the ground. Another video shows a man bleeding with bystanders yelling that the man had been shot. 
Protests have been ongoing in the city since Sunday when police shot Jacob Blake, a 29-year-old black man, seven times in the back. Blake survived, but his father said he is paralyzed. Governor Tony Evers yesterday declared a state of emergency in Kenosha. Governor Evers had already ordered the National Guard to the city. The state of emergency order opens the door for more state help in helping keep the peace and trying to quell what's been three nights of protests and violence. While a lawsuit from the Wisconsin Institute for Land and Liberty focuses on the state's mask requirement, the group said the case has little to do with wearing a mask. The organization's leadership said yesterday they filed a lawsuit asking that a court strike down the governor's latest emergency order that requires people to wear masks. Will's Rick Eisenberg said the lawsuit is more about limiting the state's or the governor's broad use of his emergency powers. Essenberg said the governor can't issue two orders for the same emergency without including the state legislature. The state's Department of Health Services yesterday reported 638 new positive coronavirus tests in Wisconsin. The state's weekly average peaked in late June with 950 positive tests. And, Bob, the Brewers did beat the Reds last night. Are you sure of that? Did you double check on that? I'm sure of that. Three to two, did they? Two games in a row. That's two games in a row, a win streak. The Twins, however, lost to Cleveland 4-2. to two. And this afternoon, the Bucks are playing the Orlandic, Orlandic, Orlando Magic <laughs> at 3 p.m. in game five of that series. The Bucks lead that series 3-1 to one and could wrap it up in advance to the Eastern Conference semifinals. So maybe things will get a little more exciting here in the next few days with the Bucks. Yeah, I hope so, too. I hope they win because Miami's waiting for them. They're resting, and the Bucks uh, still got one more to play. So, yeah, anyway. Yep. All right, sir, thank you. Go have some more Revolution Coffee, and we'll talk to you later on. We'll do that. There he goes. Scott Schultz joining us, taking a look at our local news. We've got markets coming up on WAC, 73 degrees right now. We'll get low 90s today. Today's agriculture is a complex business. It's much more than just planting or harvesting. It requires knowledge of marketing a crop, assessing risk, managing people, and staying current with changing technology. That's why more and more farmers turn to Ag Country Farm Credit Services with a full range of agricultural products and an experienced professional staff who can help you reach your financial goals. At Ag Country, we're here to make your job easier. Give us a call today. Experience your best sleep with premium bedding by Serta and Beautyrest. Sleep better than ever with savings of up to 25% off mattresses. While you're at it, take a walk through the furniture gallery and save up to 30% on in-stock furniture from Flexsteel, England, and Ashley. Plus 18-month 0% financing with approved credit. Take advantage of these savings now through the 30th at Russell's of Nielsville, your better living store. Smith Funeral Chapel, serving families since 1956. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we are going to get to our markets from the sale barns coming up, but uh, saw this note, and it's amazing how the, the FFA, National FFA, is growing, and of course, so is it growing in Wisconsin. This year, the national organization is reporting a membership jump of almost 60,000 up to 760,113 members in over 8,700 local chapters. I think there's 115,000 uh, 
almost 200,000 of those are minorities. I don't have the exact numbers right in front of me, but uh, Hispanic Americans and uh, African Americans and uh, just uh, a lot of minorities belong to the FFA and are welcomed open arms into the FFA. So up to 760,000 members. Now, the top five states as far as membership, Texas, California, Georgia, Florida, and Oklahoma. Wisconsin, not one of the top five, but Wisconsin does have well over 20,000 members. A nice membership jumped this past year in spite of the fact that the the COVID-19 really changed things. We've got 250 local FFA chapters here in Wisconsin. So the FFA alive and well under the leadership this year of Joe Schleiss from down in the Denmark area. Well, let's get to the markets, see what uh, happened yesterday at the Equity Altoona Barn. And uh, we got Jim Lindsay telling us about the about the market yesterday. Choice beef steers and heifers ninety five to a dollar three. Ailing choice and prime Holstein steers ninety to ninety four with a top of ninety six. Choice Holstein steers eighty four to ninety. Select under finished heavyweight steers and heifers eighty four and down. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers eighty six to ninety six. Top twenty percent of the cow cows sold from sixty to sixty five with a top of seventy two. Sixty percent of the cows sold from forty four to sixty. Bottom 20% of the cows sold from 44 and down. Cow bulls sold from 80 to 92 with a top of 95. Thin, full, horn of bulls weighing over a ton, all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $140 per head. Holstein heifer calves, we did not have a test on them. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 75 to $220 per head. Just a quick reminder, our next special feeder sale is this Friday, August 28th. If you would like to consign any cattle to an upcoming feeder sale, feel free to call the market or if you would like an on-farm visit. The number at the market here is 715-835-3104. Early consignments are always appreciated. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thank you, Jim. You have a great day, too. Well, let's get more market information from the Equity Barns. Over at Stratford, Jerry Fitzgerald is up and at it. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. Uh, well, it, uh, I guess the word of the day today right off the top is weather. So, I mean, it's uh, plenty warm already, but we got about another 18 to 20 degrees to go yet, huh? Yeah, it'll be into the 90s today, partly sunny, and then uh, hopefully some rain to Miami tomorrow night into Friday. But uh, we'll we'll follow that as it gets a little bit closer. But, yeah, hot and sunny today. So uh, moving cattle, move them early. Don't push them. Keeping them at home, and don't take Rover to town in the pickup either. Leave them under a tree with a bowl of water. Well, yeah, and uh, tie him up too, so he don't wander off. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that depends how well he's trained. Hey, what happened over there yesterday at Stratford Sale Barn? All right, Bob. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. First of all, very good advice from Bob there about moving livestock today. So we'll just move right forward with the uh, Tuesday auction here in Stratford on the hay on the hay and straw auction yesterday. Uh, large square hay bales of grass alfalfa mix selling mostly from fifty to fifty five per bale. Uh, large round bales of grassy mix hay mostly twenty to thirty dollars a bale. And small squares of hay and straw yesterday from three to three fifty per bale. Now in the market auction, uh, cows are steady this week. Uh, High yielding fleshier cows selling from sixty three to seventy. We topped at seventy three uh, so far this week in the cow market. Uh, most of the cows continue to sell from forty seven to sixty two. Thin cows, light carcass cows, forty five and below. Bull trade, your better quality bulls are selling from eighty to ninety four. Lighter bulls, seventy five and below. On the calf market this week, good quality Holstein bull calves, mostly from 75 to 135, uh, topped on Monday at 155. 
Puffer calves are pretty limited demand, $50 and below. Beef calves in very good demand, 100 to 250 And again, we did see a top on those calves on Monday's auction, all the way up to 310 Now we're already on Wednesday here at Stratford, and we will get underway this morning at 10 o'clock with the market sale. Of course, we sell market cows this morning, uh, fat cattle and bulls, sheep, hog, and goats this morning, and also baby calves. Feeder cattle sale will start around the noontime hour. And, of course, do keep in mind our Thursday auction does get underway this uh, tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. And, again, uh, all the listings of all this uh, private treaty cattle we do have for sale, that's on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page and other uh, information on upcoming sales. All that's on our website. And also our phone number here is 715-687-4101. And always wish to hear from you folks here. And I guess, Bob, uh, like we said at the top, folks, if you're moving cattle, uh, get the chores done this morning, eat some breakfast, get the cows on the road, fat cattle, whatever. We'll get them sold before it gets real warm. So it's about the best advice we can give the folks for today. And, uh, Bob, you stay cool, and uh, we'll uh, see how things uh, uh, progress today. We'll be back here tomorrow morning with another update from Equity Stratford. You going to bail hay today? No. Uh, it's... Uh, well, we're kind of looking. I know we got some more to cut yet and bail, but it's uh, we're kind of looking at a window. It's really kind of a there isn't really much of a window to dry anything now, at least for the next couple three days. Chance no. of the rain, yeah, chance pretty of much rain. every day. And well, like I said, it depends upon where you're at. You know, like yesterday we got a little rain here. Uh, some places ten miles away, nothing. You know, yeah, so it's really kind it's of been. yeah. So uh, I don't know. We'll just wait till the weather kind of. All right, well, out. get out in the shed and grease her up, and you'll be good to go. We'll talk to you in the morning. You bet, Bob. Thank you. Enjoy the day. We'll do it. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Make the switch to ProVision Partners Senex Propane to handle your residential, commercial, and agricultural needs. Make the switch and receive 50 gallons free for a new tank set or competitive tank switch out of a 500-gallon tank. Already an LP gas customer? Receive 50 gallons free for referring a friend. If you're looking for reliability and affordability, make the switch to ProVision Partners Senex Propane. Check them out at ProVisionPartners.coop or call them at 1-800-944-1784. Make the switch today. Some restrictions may apply. Call for details. You know that taking care of the people who count on you means taking on the toughest problems and that there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all solution. We're Bremer Bank. We know your path to success won't look like anyone else's, and we're ready to help you make your way. Let's see what we can do together. Find out more at bremer.com. If you are involved in youth or high school sports, you need to know about Positive Coaching Alliance. PCA is a national nonprofit organization developing better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. For more information, visit positivecoach.org. Central Livestock Association is your full-service livestock market with sale barns in Zambroda, Albany, and Rock Creek. Central Livestock has been in the business of marketing your livestock successfully for almost 100 years, so you know they know the business. They handle all species of livestock with special sales each week, Monday through Thursday. To find out more about their sales schedule, call Zambroda toll-free at 1-877-732-7305. That number again is 1-877-732-7305. Trust your livestock to the professionals at Central Livestock. 
feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Here, let's get over to Centralized Stock. This is Umbrota Sale Bar and find out from Pat Mickla how they've been selling. In the feeder cattle division, we had some beef steers and bulls in, 350 to 600 pounds. They were bringing up to $1.55. Then we had some 800 to 1,000 pound weights up to $1.15. The beef heifer calves in, 350 to 600 pounds, were bringing up to $1.30 with the 6 to 800 pounds up to $1.33. 800 to 1,000 pounds brought up to $1.13. The Holstein feeder steers in, 4 to 600 pounds, they range from $1 to $1.20 with the 6 to 800 pounds from 78 to $1.04. We had bread beef cows and heifers in, ranging from $760 to $950 per head. In the fed cattle division, beef steers were topping $1.01 to $1.975 with the mixed grading steers, $93 to $1. Beef heifers brought $1 to $1.11 and a quarter, mixed grading from $75 to $99.50. Dairy steers were at $86 to $94 and a quarter. We had select grades that ranged 70 to 85, and the dairy cross steers and heifers brought from 89 to 99.50. We had market cows trading mostly 56 to 70, thin shelly cows brought from 20 to 55, and market bulls were trading 69 to 95. At the baby calf sale, calves 95 to 125 pounds brought from 100 to 140, 150 to 250 pound calves from 75 to 160, and we had beef calves in ranging 125 to $215 per hundredweight. Synergy Cooperative encourages all of Northwest Wisconsin to do their part during this unprecedented time, keeping safe and also supporting our local businesses. And should you need anything at this time, Synergy Co-op has all their businesses open with extra safety measures in place. That includes the feed stores, agronomy offices, hardware stores, auto repair shops, propane service, gas stations, and convenience stores, and even their drive through restaurants like A&W. Keep it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Synergy Co-ops bringing us the uh, remainder of our markets, the grain and dairy markets. And overnight, December corn down a fraction at 354. As those markets were higher yesterday, uh, concerns somewhat about the dry weather. And there's a little export interest, which is always good. The December oats up a fraction of 272. The wheat up two at 537 on the December contract. November soybeans up two cents at 922. And soybean meal for October up a half a dollar a ton at $295 even. Country elevator prices Doomer's Grain Service in Holman, Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. We've got corn delivered to those elevators today at 296 and the soybeans at 879. On the DTN screen, looking at prices. Golden Plump has corn at 303 today at the elevators at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo. Corn is 294, the beans at 872. Stevens Point, soybeans, 846. The corn price at Elk Mound today is 298, the beans at 872. Sparta has 293 on the corn, 861 on the soybeans. And over at Ellsworth, the corn is at 286 today, the soybeans, 872. At the ethanol plants, Boyceville's corn is 310, Stanley 305 at the New Richmond Grain Facility, 295. Barrel cheese up four and a half yesterday to 140 and one half. The block's up a dime to 183 a pound, and the butter up a half a cent to $1.52. Class three prices, for the most part, were higher. August was down two cents at 1959, but 
September, October, November, and December up the daily limit, 75 cents. September at 1655, October at 1766, November at 1787, December at 1747, and prices were higher each month through September of 2021. And right now we've got 73 degrees. We're going to increase that by, well, let's say right around 20. It's going to be partly sunny into the low 90s today. 85 tomorrow, partly sunny early. Then it looks like some clouds, chances of rain moving in late Thursday night into Friday. And Friday's high is going to be about 79. Cooling off over the weekend by Monday with a chance of rain on Monday. It's only going to be about 70. But again, we're 73 right now. And don't forget, if you want to get involved in some conversation about the issues affecting rural Wisconsin, those ACE Twilight meetings are going on, and uh, the one in central Wisconsin will be this evening at the Feltz Farm, Ken and Jackie Feltz, and uh, they're over in the Stevens Point area in Portage County, so uh, you can be there. Just be there at 6 o'clock. They're going to start with a dairy tour, serve you some ice cream about 7, and uh, then while you're eating your ice cream, get involved in community and dairy discussions until about 8.30, and then you can head for home. So that, again, is tonight over at Stevens Point of this evening, starting about 6 o'clock. Feltz Family Farm, Stevens Point on Porter Drive in Portage County. So however you do it, enjoy your day-to-day and stay cool. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888 888- 623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. Wax 104.5 